0: Hello guys, good day, wherever you're listening to us from. Welcome back to the 90 plus 5 podcast. My name is Tunji, and I'm here with my co-host Mikus. There are a lot of things um we have to discuss today. A lot of things have happened in the world of football. Yeah, and almost again before I start start this new episode. I would like to apologize for the for the last two weeks. We haven't been able to drop any episode. Uh, I promise you it was due to some technical issues. Uh, We had an episode ready for you guys last week, but uh it couldn't be released due to some technical issues and we we just decided that if we are releasing any episode, it has to be the best. We have to give you guys the best. Because you deserve the best, yeah. So, yeah, uh, like I said, a lot has happened, but I think a good place for us to start on today's episode is the Champions League preview. So, we'll be previewing the Champions League, um, Inter Milan versus Manchester City, or who's at home? I think it's Manchester City versus Inter Milan, yeah, that's that's how it is on paper. So, yeah, we're coming to the tail end of the season and the finals of the Champions League, Manchester City versus Inter Milan, man, it's going to be a clash of titans. Yeah, though the um, odds are in favour of Manchester City to win the Champions League, but we know, um, we know the history. Pep Guardiola has not been able to win the UCL since 2011 with Lionel Messi. 12 years later, would you would they be able to change that story around?
1: Makles. Was... Um, 12 years later, he has um, a very good team um in Man City, chasing a very good team in Inter. So, um, uh, like you say, the odds are with them. Everything suggests that they should win, to be honest. Um, we can talk about stats that we'll talk about um how they have been playing this season. We can talk about how they have overcome um, tough moments this season in the UCL. But ultimately, everything on everyone's lips is this just has to happen. Like you said, they have. Um, he has gone twelve years without winning the Champions League. Man City as a team yeah. hasn't won hasn't won the Champions League before. So, like, this is going to be the first for them. And so, everything is perfectly aligned. Also, let's remind our listeners that this is a chance for. Mass City and Pep to win a treble. Mostly yeah. my City because only their neighbours on the other side of the city Manchester United have won a treble in England. So, yeah. like I Ninety said, nine, everything nine. is just Ninety nice line. That is, I mean, yeah. that is a long time ago. So everything is just years perfectly now. set up for, yeah. for Pep and the boys and so I feel like they will do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I,
0: like I said their favourites coming into this match and um, they have the squad they have the team um, just for them to get their acts right they need to get have the right mentality coming into this game and I think we should just um, divert a little bit and we should also congratulate Man City on completing a domestic double that's winning the Premier League and Winning the FA Cup as well. And we saw how um they were able to to beat Manchester United. Though that match was quite tight, but you could yeah. see that the from the first minute, from the first second, they tried to dominate the game. And I think that's what they are going to try to do against Inter. They're going to try to they're going to try to dominate the game from the first minute and make sure they're always with the ball. To make sure that the ball is in their control and they can if they do that they just might get to win this um champions league but I, I would love to know like what would this mean for um manchester city if they don't win the champions league
1: um i think some people consider it as a failure um again with the squad they have with the team they have I think everyone at the beginning of this season will have put them as favourites to win the competition. And so, yeah. it's almost like every year they are the favourites, but they don't win it. Yeah. And so, yeah. in a way, this year, you have on one hand people saying they can't afford to to this. And you also yeah. have on the other hand people saying that if they to it, they will not be surprised because they can't just win the Champions League. And so, um, yeah. it's kind of hard to see what the people at both ends will say, I feel like personally, if they don't win it, it's going to be disappointing. It's not going to be a failure as a season because again, they had to overcome a like, seven, 10 points gap with Arsenal to win the Premier League. They had to um win the FA Cup against a very good Manchester United side. And So if you are calling two seasons a failure, then I mean, then you are setting the bar too high. Already, and it means yeah. that every Your other team in the Premier League, um, yeah, two trophies every other team in the Premier League are, are just utter failures. And so, I feel like it will be disappointing on one hand, but it will not be a failure of a season for them. All right, I think
0: we'll be talking about Mar City
1: like Inter Inter,
0: this is a big game, um, for yeah. Inter, uh, <laughs> Romelu Lukaku in a Champions League final. Man, Arthur Martinez, round. yeah, big, and these guys will be looking to um, clinch their their hands on that trophy. And I feel for them to be here, they 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 must have displayed how good they are. Like, uh, you know, they must have beaten a lot of thing, teams to get here. And well, their 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 performance in, in the league was not so spectacular this season. But I yeah. I believe that they would be bringing another version of themselves to this Champions League final, and if they win it, it's going to be a good way to end the season. And I think if they win the Champions League, it's going to like uh really affect how um, Romelu Lukaku's uh, future
1: is going to be um, with Inter and Milan. But but what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um. You you brought up something about um the end of the season. I think let me just pick it up there with some stats. I know some people don't like stats, but I feel like if we use these numbers, it will give like a different perspective. And so, Inter Milan finished the Serie A with seventy two points, which is um which makes them the third best in the like on the table. And so. Okay, like you said, that's not all that good. Seeing that the first, <laughs> the first position is on ninety points, and so, yeah. um, they were not really on the same level with Napoli. Really, nobody was on the same yeah. level with Napoli, and so, yeah, it was only at the tail end of the season that they got the acts together in the Champions League and also in the um league, and they were able to finish third. But aside from that, um, we know that the Champions League is a different ball game entirely. Um, league form okay. doesn't matter. We've well, seen it to Real Madrid last season. They can be playing other sheets. But when it comes to the Champions League games, they pull up a different max. And so it's the story of um, that for Inter. You have Inter, a team who had just scored in 12 matches Um that's in the UCL. They have only scored yeah. 19 goals. 19 yeah. goals. And they've only, yeah. they yeah. only considered 10. They've only considered 10. And on the other spectrum, this is actually funny. You have um, Man City in twelve matches. They've only they've scored thirty-one goals, thirty-one goals, and they've only conceded five. And so, this is this is a tale of two teams: one who is going to be very attacking, and the other who keep it tight at the back. And uh, so you like you made mention the way um City started the FA Cup is almost going Bar- to be a similar blueprint of what they were doing in the Champions League against yeah, Inter. Yeah. Because they exactly. know that once they can get that first goal, they'll force Inter out. Inter has to come out. But on the yes, other side, yes. um, if Inter gets that first goal, I, I mean they are parking, they're parking the whole building. That parking abos, also is it's going to be fascinating to watch?
0: All right. Let, let's just quickly let's quickly do something before we um, kind of like move on from this topic. So if you were to um name your combined XI for the Champions League final, that's a combination of Manchester United, Manchester City team and the Inter team, um, using the 433 formation,
1: what is it gonna be like? Uh <laughs> who are you going with as your keeper? Okay, for keeper, um, yeah. statistically, I think Andreonana has the highest clean sheets. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. First, yeah. first I of all, go, I don't, I did, did he start the season with Inter as the keeper? No, okay. He was not the, one, the first choice keeper in the beginning. Yeah. I think it was Andanovic. And so, yeah, I think he has the highest clean sheets. And so, I'll go for him based on that stats. And also, we you know all Ederson right. is not really the best in. All those things. So I think I'll have Onana there. How about you? Uh, I, I,
0: yeah, I think I would. I'm going to agree, to agree with you uh, with Onana because of, like, I mean, <laughs> the last match against Ace Milan. You could you could see the the number of saves he made in that particular match. I don't really, uh, I don't have the, the the figure at the top of my head right now, but I know he made a lot a lot of saves. In the last match, and he has been spectacular this season. So I think I, I, I'm going to go with him. Ed, no, I'm not, no insult to or no disrespect to to Ederson here. Ederson was an amazing. He has been an amazing keeper this season. But I'm going to go with Onana. Yeah, yeah. You're if I going with the four three three formation, um, who's going to be your right back? Are you going to go with? Okay. Um, for my right back, I'm, I got, I got to go with a Kai Walker or a Dumfries.
1: I, I I think there's only one right answer here, which is Skywalker. Um, also like we all remember the Real Madrid game, we saw how he properly dealt with one of the most, uh, in my own opinion, the best winger right now in world football, and so I think he's definitely the man for that right back position. Definitely. So I'll yeah. go with Kawoka. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, in, in a 4-3-3 formation, yeah. Where yeah, I, I think I'm going to I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with you on that. So yeah, center backs, I think this is not going to really this really not going to be a hard choice to make. Um who are you going with Ruben
1: Diaz or Acebi? I think um since the four three three, I can actually take Ruben Diaz and Bastoni because uh okay um they're both the two teams have played a back three, and so um I think among those sets, you know that you, you saw what um Diaz did against Real Madrid, how he was literally yes. the second goalkeeper stopping last stitch, doing all those things, um stopping yes. last um chances and everything. And so only right for him to be there also bastoni has been um really one of the standout men at the back no disrespect to Asherby. no disrespect to Di Matteo. Di Matteo is not actually a center back though so i think i'll go with bastoni there so i'll have bastoni and um ruben diaz as my center ruben back yes. yeah
0: all right yeah all right i think i think I I I would go with I'll go with that as well just because I would prefer John Stones to play a more uh midfield position, a more midfield true, role for yeah, me true, true, than true. instead of instead of converting him to my center back. So I think I'll go for that. Yeah, left back. Um who are we going for? Akonji or are we going with DeMarco I don't know DeMarco plays in. can he play as a left back because for Inter he's he actually on like the right the left side
1: way. yeah I, I think based on the formation yeah he plays yeah. as a right sen, sen, um, right-handed center back in the back three and so already from this formation that we're trying to play the only yeah. ideal candidate will be from the city side and between Aki and um Akanji we can put the two, but I feel like Aki being a left-footed player, um, he has had standard performances. Also, um, Akonji ball. I think I'll go with Aki just because of his. he plays that left side better because he's a left-footed player. I think I'll go for Aki. I, I, I think I always disagree with you. So I
0: think I prefer Akonji. Congee, Akonji's performances these past few weeks has been amazing, I'll, what he what he has yeah. brought to this city team has been really really amazing and the way he yeah. the way he moves the ball, the way he's so aware of his environment, <laughs> he, he can give me something similar to what Kai Walker is giving me at the right hand side. So I think I want to go with Akonji on that Ooh, left hand, yeah. left back. Yeah. So if i are go with a flat all right, flat three. So we can, yeah. can go with yeah, two yeah, DMs, yeah. One, one attacking midfielder, yeah, uh, kind uh, of. So
1: let's not co- confuse ourselves. So are, are we going so how with do you want two? To s- three? I, I think so as we can accommodate um everyone, we'll just go with the flat three. So depending on who you want to all choose, right. if you want to choose a sitting DM, whatever, but three midfielders so that okay, we don't get confused, right. yeah. All right, flat three, yeah. Um, All right, go first, go first. So I'm I'm looking at the two teams side by side here. And I mean, (laughs) like this has to be like the hardest part because straight up, if I'm to choose, it's just only going to be, um, it's going to be Rodri. Definitely, I feel like there's no argument here. Um, Rodri Kaiwoka sorry not Kaiwoka I mean there's no need telling you of I yeah. mean, his performance is this little and Kevin De Bruyne yeah. and so I'm torn between removing one of those players for Barrella because not even Barilla Chana Loglu has also been very good and so like I'm torn if you ask me straight up I'm just going to give you Rodri you go one and Kevin De Bruyne So, i don't know you make your <laughs> make your choice cuz that that See, is my i think i think I, I will go with i
0: will go with on on the the stone he has to be there i'm going with de bruyne okay. i would go with a uh, john stones more like he's going to be, he's going to be like, more like my holding midfielder, then I can also go with, the the thing is that, I, I haven't, I won't lie, I haven't really noticed, watched how Barella plays and noticed his kind of football, yeah, but, and, I've watched Kana, Kana how but I'm not really, Channel, yeah. Uh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I
1: think, I'm go with, I think what we can do is this, eh, uh, we can yeah. turn it to a flat four and play four for two. Yeah. Because in reality, um City they play yeah. with like two men in front. That's you have um yeah. De Bruyne and Holland, And you have Krish just talking in and Bernardo Siva almost like a center, uh, I'm sorry, a center central midfielder. Also, same for yeah. Inter, you have um Zeko and Lateral Martinez, and so it only makes sense to play four four two. Maybe you can have two alternate formations, but to to accommodate these midfielders, I think maybe a four four two make sense. I don't know if you if you feel the same way because there are yeah, a lot yeah, of midfielders I, I, you can throw to... Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so so in the, in the case of a four four two, yeah, I can go with um Barella. Yeah. Okay. I go with Barella, I go with Debra- I'm going with Barrella, I'm going with John Stones, I'm going with Gondogan Barella, John Stones Gondogan and I would go with a Bernardo Silva. Mm. I'm not going with KDB. Yeah. In a front two formation, I'm not going with KDB. I want KDB to be up front. He's, okay, he's going to be up front with Haaland. So he's going to play more like a supporting striker kind of role. Then I have a Bernardo Silva. Cooking is going to be doing more of the um, creative role in the midfield. Then I'm going to have a John Stones Rodri and Barella to kind of assist in the midfield as well. So that that's my ideal 442
1: formation. But I've okay. not confused you. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I I get what I'm saying. Also, okay, since yeah. you have given up your um forward, let me just give my own. I think Rodri will be there. Um then I'll have um good one. i also have Channelogulu there ahead of Barella because I feel like he has been more clutch in the, in the Champions yeah. League Does for me and probably in the season overall and I'll yeah. have De Bruyne out there. And So as my front two, I feel like it's only right to play um, Lateral Martinez because I mean, my man has been on a different level, especially yeah. after the World Cup and also the main man himself in Holland. So um, I would, that would be my first level. That'll be my first level. All name. right.
0: All right. Yeah. So I think that that's that. Th- these are basically our views. So yeah. you can also put put up your first level using the hashtag 90 plus 5 podcast. And we're going to follow up your conversations and um we're going to react and leave our comments there as well. So yeah, moving on to the next topic. Um yeah, before before I move on, what are your predictions for this match? I'm predicting 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Who is who is scoring? So I'm giving 2-0 to City. I'm seeing a De Bruyne's goal And I'm
1: seeing a, a Johnstones goal. Ah, that's that's <laughs> a bold, that's a bold prediction. I think I'll <laughs> give it I, I want it to be spicy, so I'll give it maybe like a 3 1. Um so one goal will definitely be from a good one. <laughs> he has to, he always throws up. I mean. Yeah, he's yeah, always yeah, be, actually you, you can call him a midwife because he always delivers like he's he's, yeah. he's that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. I'll have he can good one scoring one. I'll have yeah. Hanan scoring one because it only makes sense. And I'll have yeah. Bernardo Silva scoring one. Yeah. That is surely I feel like he will start. Um so that will be my three. And also on the other side, I will have Lateral Martinez scoring one. Um either him or Jeko, I'm not sure, because I don't think Lukaku will start. He also, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think last, so, so. Last last question. Um, we have predicted the combined lineup. I feel like there's no point yeah. predicting the starting lineup because almost everything is set in stone. But I think the yeah. main conversation so far, like in the past week, was should Lukaku start alongside with Lataro? And should Jeko or should Jeko start? And what are the pros yeah. and cons? In your own well, opinion. I think the, the the main thing is
0: we we don't want a situation where in the finals the manager is overthinking things. In recent mm-hmm. weeks, Zeku has been starting. He has been starting with Lotaro at with Lotaro as well, supporting him. So I think let's go with that. Let's not come to the finals and start reinventing the wheel and try to do something. Funny. I think right now, Jekyll starting with Jekyll makes sense because, man, no disrespect to Lothar M, to Lukaku, Big room. you want oh. to start a player that is clutch. You want to start with a player that is not going to be missing little chances because the only chance Inter Milan has to win this Champions League might be a half chance it might not be a full chance just half chance and they need to combat that and Lukaku is not a kind of player that you can trust on converting half chances most of the time so I think starting with a clutch player like Jekyll who has proven himself over the weeks and maybe putting on Lukaku in the 70th minute or in the 65th minute or in the 60th minute to just bring in that intensity bring in that threat Lukaku can win you a penalty in the final 20 minutes of the game because of the kind of player he is. So bringing him in yeah. that period, he will prove to be, be to be more of an asset to the team. They're starting him. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you. Like, final word on this course, like you said, there's no need upsetting the uh, the team. This is what has brought you here. And also, yeah, um, we know that Lukaku has that pace. And so if you want to look at it as a manager standpoint, you have Jeko with the physicality. Imagine a Ruben Diaz, a Kyle, um, an Aki or a Kanji dealing with Dzeko for 70 seven minutes and um, 70 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. they now bring up Lukaku with the pace. And so like, it's like a Swiss knife that he can just pull up. But the ideal thing is to start with um, Jeko and lateral up front so it makes sense for me
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, let's move on let's move on from this and talk about the UEFA Europa League the league where my team and I will be playing (laughs) next season like you you guys you guys you guys didn't tell me the Europa League was this prestigious
1: like I mean, the, I, the best I, condition I, I, in the world. Amazing stuff. <laughs> while,
0: while I was watching the finals, I was in awe, like... Like, Liverpool can be here next season. We can be in the final next season trying to get our hands on that prestigious ham uh, trophy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just kidding, please. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, rumor... Rumor against Sevilla. But, what? I mean, I... I watched that much and what I could say was that more, like, I think I was saying on our previous piece, personally, I do like when managers are, are dogmatic. When managers yeah. don't want to, they're not receptive to change because the world is changing around us. And right now, Pep, he's... Uh, arguably one of the best managers the game has ever seen Yeah, within like his, I think, 15 to 70 years coaching career right now. Why? Sorry, I'm digressing. Why? (laughs) It's because he's a manager that has changed over time. He has changed over a period of time. Though yes, we know he he has been empowered with money to spend and everything, but he changes his style. Like, I mean, there was an interview with Bernardo Silva last week. That Bernardo Silva was saying that like every summer, every summer, he changes the style. And he was asking Pdow. don't you think this would make us too, like, don't you think it would be hard for us because we're learning new things every summer and he's like, he does not want the new team, the old teams to, like, get used to what they are playing. Like, even if it's something, it will change it to your start. Back to the um, Europa League final. Yeah. Ruma played really well. First thirty minutes, dominated the game. Dybala was the best player on the pitch no doubt. They scored, they, they had so many chances, they could have scored up to three goals, but they ended up scoring one. When they scored that one, classic Mourinho, like, they they were just trying, they, they, they were not trying to score, they were just trying to close up everywhere, trying to protect the lead. Sevilla took over the game. They played, after they scored that first goal, Sevilla controlled the game, to the end of that first minute, Serbia could have been two goals up the yeah. first half, but they didn't make use of their chances properly. Second half came up, they scored I think in the first fifteen minutes of the second half, and the the match entered penalties. Yeah, they they were they were um some um right yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that handball. One could say ball to hand. One could say his hand was not in an unnatural position. But the truth of the matter is that whenever a game is over and we have to start saying, okay, did the referee do this? Did the <laughs> referee do that? The way you could have scored clean goals, like, man, it's not really a good thing to talk about. Yeah. So Mikos, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the match? And and please, I, I always use this medium to like really, really, um, I, I really, really detest the character that Morio displayed by going to the car park to wait for the referee, shout at him. I really, really detest what the Roma fans did, yelling at Anthony Taylor in front of his family, throwing things at him. We, we at 90 Plus 5 Podcast, we are really... Not we I don't know which words I'm I'm out of words man, but like it's, when it's I not in support really, of that
1: at all. You yeah, are not in support sense. of
0: that, and yeah, it's it's really spoils the beautiful game of football and all yeah. So make
1: Mike so what's you man. Yeah, and um, so like you said, um beginning of this game, there was only one team it, and that was Roma. You saw that this was the plan all along, get the early goal, upset. Severe and hold out the lead. And they yes. executed that plan to perfection. Um, yeah. It was a mistake from Rakitic. He, I don't know what he was doing there. He thought he was fouled. Yeah. And immediately, it was a direct ball to DiBala, and it was a lovely finish. After that, yeah. I just knew in my mind that Murillo was going to revert back to old ways. And like you said, this is my problem with as a as a coach. Like, people keep throwing out who is the best coach so far. I digress a bit. But if as a coach, you keep pulling out this one trick every single time, surely you should You should write yeah, yeah. not work. And so you're talking a about a team and in Sevilla. Yeah, it comes to an end one day. You're talking about a team in Sevilla that this is that competition. Like, yeah. first of all, they have been so good in Europa League if you don't believe in superstitions, you know that this is a good team you are facing in this competition, in this final. And so, you cannot expect to hold out the league, number one, because you are going to be sitting deep. Number two, they can just keep throwing attack upon attack and upon attack and your defense is not all that good. And so, it was a a foolish decision by him. One of the things I have to highlight by Sevilla is that their manager made a crucial substitution at the half-time side. They removed um, Oliver Torres for Suso, and they removed Brian Hills, which, to be honest, I didn't see that boy in that pitch. And they brought in Lamela, and so that immediately changed the dynamic of the team. They left the midfield for Roma. They were playing to the wings. They were making crosses in, and Nazerio was getting his head upon crosses, and so that's what actually yeah. brought up to the first goal. Um, and the actual the equalizer to the game, and so from there on out, you just felt like this was going to go to penalties. Although, if I was to play Devo's advocate, um, advocate here for Roma, they did actually get close to scoring. Um, they hit the yeah, bar. Small I think. Header, yeah, Smalling Yeah, Smalling small You also have the um, sub-striker, Pelotti, that had a yeah. chance that Bono saved. And so, it, it was just down to it was anyone's game. And you just had that feeling that when you got to the penalty shootout, that Sevilla, they were going to. Win. I had no doubt. Number one, because we saw what happened in the World Cup um, with penalties. Um, Bono, really, you know, he's, he's he has this aura. He literally knocked out Spain single handedly, in my own opinion. And uh, so, if you are looking yeah. at the caliber of players in the two teams, there was, for me, after the final whistle was blown and penalties, I just saw Sevilla winning it. And yeah, they really indeed won it on penalties.
0: Yeah, so I I think big ups to Sevilla. I think they they came into that game knowing that, see, this is our competition. This is our heritage. And right now they have seven Europa League titles. That's crazy. That's crazy, crazy. I think out of 17... Out of 17, they have seven. That's
1: that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, big ups to them. They're also, they're them, also yeah. seven out I, of I seven. Really, like they have entered the seven, the yeah. final seven times and have won it seven times. So that's crazy. And they've won it seven times, man. And, and
0: the funny thing is that they were performing really, really badly in, in the league. I know they were struggling with relegation not so long ago. Yeah. They came up from there. They finished 14th in the league and... and They still ended up winning this big ups to them, big ups to their manager, big ups to the entire team. Yeah. So moving on to the UEFA European (laughs) Conference. Conference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a new winner of the second edition of the UECL. That is West Ham. The Irons. Come on, you Irons. The Hammers. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm really, really happy for them. Yeah, like, I think... When when I saw West Ham win the conference league yesterday, I really appreciated UFR for creating that competition, the conference yeah. league competition. I really I really appreciated it a lot, and I was really happy that there was a competition like that. I at first I was just like, well, What was this competition about then? Yes, they actually saw it because Big ups to West Ham. Though they, they finished, I think they finished 15th or 14th in the league. They, they, they finished really badly in the league as well. But you could see that they were focused on the UECL. They were like, yeah, yeah, we're in the finals. We're in the finals. Let's try to win it. And you could see how the match went. Uh, The first half was really dry. Just dead. Second half, a goal from Jared Bowen. I think in the next five minutes, Ferencena equalized. Then in the 90th minutes, I'm sorry, the penalty from Benarama rather, Benarama. Yeah. Then uh, equalized in the 90th minutes from Bowen. Yeah. And that's how they won the UECL. And you could see the whole joy in their faces. You could see the fans, they were pumped up winning an European competition. When th- this is a team that I'm sure if you told them five years ago or three years ago that they were going to be in a European competition, they were like, it's not possible <laughs> because... It's not possible. Like, the interview with Jaribu, he was like, he has not cried yet, but like, it's still like he's shocked him because he has not won any trophy. Like, do, do you know what it means? These guys, they've not won any trophy. And in their careers or in their lives, they, they this must might have be imagined the that the only one. time... Yeah, the only time they can win a trophy is maybe when they're with a the big side. So they're just contented with finishing twelve, finishing tens. Just yeah. maybe going for Europa League once. They were to actually win it, then it's 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 actually lovely to see then, um, Declan the Rice in what could be his um last last game, game yeah, as yeah, yeah yeah as their captain lifting up the trophy. You could see this is what this is what football was. Uh, that's what football was made for. Um, to spread love, spread happiness. I and know, and it's not, they really tried, they played a good game. But yeah. I feel that, that 90th minutes, the defender, they could have, well, he could, could, yeah, <laughs> yeah, could have done better. Yeah. Like, me personally, when I was my prime as a defender, I could not allow yeah. that. I could not oh. allow Bowen, I could not <laughs> allow Bowen go, <laughs> I trust, I trust, I trust. If there's one player I can trust in that situation, that's to be Sergio Ramos. Ah. Ramos will call it a red. Gray. Ramos will <laughs> call it a red. He does not it's, mind. It's just like him, that, old the old adage. Red
1: If if he don't get If he cannot get the ball, get the man. Or get the just leg. Just get something. Yes. Get the leg. Get something. So
0: I'm sure Ramos <laughs> will have gotten the red. And I'm sure if Jair Jair did not score like goal, that game will have. Turned the Maybe, yeah, to have gone yeah. penalties or something. But, now, we can, we can never tell. Can never tell. tell. Yeah, sorry, for on the, on the, Finally, there's something I just wanted to mention quickly. Sorry, I know we've, we've passed that topic, but, yeah. it's also worth noting that four games before the end of the Serie A, you could see that Murillo was rotating his squad. He was trying to, sure. Preserve some players like Tammy Um Yeah, especially Tammy Abram. Okay, DiBala was injured, but, 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 but you could see that Tammy Abram was removed after 60 minutes, after preserving him for four games. Is it like I, I cannot that finish 90 minutes? I,
1: can,
0: like, I don't it makes understand. No sense. It makes no sense. It
1: yeah, makes I think no sense.
0: Yeah, that's a que- that's a question for the um I think physiology people to to answer yeah let's let's move on to some transfer topics. uh first off, a lot of, a lot of things a whole lot of things have happened in the world of transfer. okay a, a whole lot of things have happened in the world of transfer. First off, I think the biggest is Leonard Messi has moved to Inter Miami after a whole back and forth Barcelona fans they, they wanted him to come back but. I think in Messi's speech yesterday, he was like... And what he said perfectly made sense, like he does not want his future to be in the hands of another man. I think he's still, scar- he's still scarred from the last incident with the La Liga and with um, Barcelona and everything. But Mikos, what what do you have to say? Like, he rejected almost, I think, a, a $1 billion dollars Due net net due and he settled for for Inter Miami, which was I think about over, just it to be over a hundred million dollars. And he, Messi was saying money is not really the problem and all. So what, what do you have to say as a Barcelona fan, as a Messi fan, everything? What do you have to say?
1: Yeah, I, I think he perfectly summed it up in his interview, and he was like at the stage of his career, and you could you could see that after. Uh, December 18th, the World Cup final, it was almost like a huge um, weight off his shoulder. Like he needed that international trophy number one. He needed a World Cup. Argentina needed a World Cup. And so after delivering it, it was like he has reached his peak. He has done this. He's satisfied. And you had that feeling throughout um, after the World Cup that he was just playing on neutral. He wasn't yeah. taking it to the next level. Yeah. Obviously, he's a professional. He was taking, like, I mean, he still brings his 100%. But like he said, he wasn't comfortable in Paris, number one. um, He was staying in the hotel. And so, after achieving so much in your career, I think people tend to forget that. He was staying in hotel? That. Yes, he was. He stayed in the hotel for two years. I don't know, but I, he didn't have his own property. Like there's something is different from having your own home. What you call a home. I think Airbnb, is it Airbnb or like he rented or something? I, th- I think it was um, something like that. Um, I think it was a rented apartment or hotel. Um, Like the, maybe it's lost in translation, but in the translation we're seeing it was a um, hotel that they translated it to. So maybe it meant like a rented apartment. But regardless, it wasn't home. It wasn't home. Staying okay. somewhere for two, two okay. years is not home. And so people tend to forget that players are human beings. They have a family. And it would be selfish of him at this stage to be chasing what is good for him and not ask, okay, what's good for my children? What's good for my family? Like, all these guys that have gone to Saudi Arabia will be talking about transfers more in-depthly other episodes. But all these guys that have gone to Saudi Arabia, Ronaldo, Benzema, without going, they have money set for life. And so all this extra money is just an added advantage. Yeah. And so like, like yeah. Messi it? said, if it's about the money, it cannot be US. And I was telling someone that the thing is, Saudi or USA would have been a good choice for him either way because it's an ambassador for this um, Saudi Arabia, I think for the World Cup they are trying to host. He has business yeah. in Miami. He has a house in Miami. And so, he was yeah. more looking at where it will would be comfortable. And I think he made the best choice in his own view, and he has earned the rights. So as Ronaldo, I know that time people were mocking Ronaldo about going to Saudi Arabia for money or everything, but these guys have done it all. And so if they yeah. decide to take a big payday, nobody has yeah. the right to look at them. Obviously, we'll banter people will banter Messi, people will banter Ronaldo, but at the end of the day, these are the coats of football. Five champions leagues, Ronaldo. Four with Messi, um, four champions with Messi, World Cup. Like, what else? Yeah. Do you understand? They have nothing to yeah. prove. And so, instead of being a burden, financial burden for Baka, although, however you want to look at it, instead of unsettling a squad, and like he, he mentioned something that people probably didn't take, you know, he said that for them to make this, so people, have, happen, to take so people big, have to take pick yeah. So, people have to yeah. um, leave. leave. You have youngsters like Gavi, Pedri. Um, coming up and Sufati, who is literally struggling for his future there. And so yeah. him coming there will only be a romantic relationship of oh, he could end in. But it just yeah. goes to show you that at times like him as a player being, I know people are already saying oh, this guy is already talking for Messi. Let it be. But like yeah. looking at it for him to have that idea of saying oh, this will not be good for us it will not really be good for Baka and these players. These are players he has played with. He has nothing to prove again. They are the ones starting their career and so like at the end of the day I can go on and on but I think it's it's just an amazing amazing decision too. Well, well, I, w- w- what I have to say about this is that life comes at you
0: first. That's what yeah. I have to say. Life comes at you first because I remember I think it was on this podcast or okay, I think we've also had the podcast here but I think it was a space when the whole world was really, laughing at Ronaldo, like on the space. yeah, the whole world was laughing at Ronaldo that Ronaldo is going to Saudi Arabia, that um, this that like, I and in mean, nothing less than six months, everybody's going to Saudi Arabia. Messi is going to like, US. Like it's almost like a excursion is it, happening there. <laughs> exactly, it seems yeah. like immediately started going there. The whole was so like people just man. It's we just like that. It's one just one like one. that that's famous.
1: It. It's just like that famous video by um, Igalo. He said, "At the end, we're playing this football because of money. Even though you have ten million trophy, you can't use that to go and buy food in the supermarket. So. if you have hundred million goals, it cannot feed your family. <laughs> it can't feed your family. So yeah, maybe yeah, I'll link that. I'll, link that, that's, that's I'll link that in podcast. But like that's that's just crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it's true. It's true." And I think we need to just touch upon some transfer. Yeah, McAllister to Liverpool, don't deal. My team nice, do time. Bad. Yeah, don't deal. Yeah, we will love to see what he has to offer. Bellingham to Real Madrid. Ah, It's good to see that some, some big stars are actually coming to Real Madrid. So La Liga with all their um, transfer all <laughs> yeah. issues and everything. Yeah, I think... That was the best. In as much as I wanted him to come to Liverpool, but I think the best place for him to go to, yeah, it, it should be Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, Man City is linked with, with Kovacic. Yeah, I think that deal might be done very soon.
1: Maybe also, Conte
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it to Saudi Arabia as well and much more. This will be discussed in-depthly in the, in the next episode of the 90 Plus 5 podcast. Um, Mikus, thank you very much for co-hosting this podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to all our listeners that have taken time out of their busy schedule to listen to the 90 Plus 5 podcast. I really appreciate it. Please kindly share the link with your friends, family, and loved ones. And your, share it to your football groups. Share it to your football friends. Just spread love. Spread love. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.